Welcome to Let's Admit It, a college admissions podcast hosted by the Boise Bible College Admissions Department. Here, we aim to answer the spoken and unspoken questions of high school students and parents who are looking to learn more about a Christian college experience. You can learn more about Boise Bible College at www.boisebible.edu. Thank you for listening. Howdy do and hello. Welcome to the Let's Admit It podcast. My name is Michael Gritt and I am the host of this podcast. Um, hey, today we are going to be talking about um, something a little bit more uh, fiscally responsible um, because we are talking about money today. Um, so uh, I want to be clear um, because if you go back in time a couple of weeks to the episode where I talked about the uh, where the podcast was going this summer, um, where we're going to be going the next couple of months. I was really clear that I wanted this podcast, this season of the podcast, um, to be something that can be applicable to to all people. Whether they're planning on going to college, or if they're going into the workforce, or if they are in the workforce and are just listening to this podcast just to hear my voice. So grateful for you people, by the way. Um, But today's podcast, I'm going to be just clear right up front, is probably going to be one of those podcasts that's very geared toward college students. Um, The subject matter of today uh, probably doesn't necessarily apply so strongly to to individuals who are not actively seeking uh, college. So um, th- bearing that in mind, um, the, the subject matter of today is uh, finding last-minute scholarships. Um, and so I'm going to be talking about that. Um, those of you who are not in a position where finding scholarships is perhaps necessary, I'd love to hear from you next week, or you're free to continue listening, because again, I so, so appreciate you. Um, so, just to dive into the the topic, um, I would like to uh, formally say something that my dad um, used a lot in my childhood, and maybe you're familiar with this this phrase. But my dad used to always say, um, "Do as I say, not as I do," um, and that always really frustrated me because. <clears throat> If, if it's such a good life principle, well, then you should be doing it as well. Um, but in my adulthood, I have learned more and more that um, my dad's old sayings, I find myself saying them more. Um, and so I'm going to say that now. Um, in terms of seeking out last-minute scholarships, do as I say, not as I did. Um, and so when I was a... Oh gosh, like a sophomore or a junior in high school, I had made the decision to attend Boise Bible College early on in my high school career. I made the decision when I was a sophomore. Um, and so I had plenty of time to plan and prepare both um, you know on an education basis, but also on a financial basis. And um, with that time that I had to prepare, um, I didn't. <laughs> And so I found myself in this position um, where my freshman year of college here at Boise Bible College, um, I was not in any way prepared for the academics um, of the college. And so I got put on something that we refer to as academic probation, which 
Um, a lot of institutions have. It is, um, it is a safeguard so that people who, um, you know, maybe aren't necessarily prepared for the academic rigors of college aren't then put into um, financial ruin because they keep putting their head to a grindstone um, that they're not prepared for just yet. And so what it is, is if your, your GPA, your grade point average, isn't up to snuff after your first semester, you get put on this thing called ac academic probation and you're, you're limited in the amount of credits that you can take. Um, you're, you're put into a position where um, you're, you're, you're slowed down so that you can make sure that, yes, this college thing is something that I can handle. Um, and so I got put on academic probation um, because I was not academically prepared. And unfortunately, one of the other drawbacks of academic probation is that the scholarships that you were granted um, are removed. Um, and so, number one, I was put on academic probation, so I was uh, slowed down in my schooling. Number two, I lost some of the scholarships that I had been given. Now, um, to, to continue on with this story of bad advice, um, being put on academic probation, academic probation, good grief, being put on academic probation does not necessarily mean that you will never be able to have scholarships again. It's just a cleaning of the slate. Um, and so when I got put on academic probation, I just stopped caring about scholarships. I could have gotten so many more as my, as my education unfolded over the following three and a half years, but I didn't. So um, I'm going to repeat myself. Do as I say, not as I do. So um, you, the high school senior, um, as you are going into your last summer before college, um, I would encourage you to enjoy yourself because uh, you're in a very good time of life. Um, you're, you, you have the maximum amount of freedom and the minimum amount of responsibilities that you will ever have again in the rest of your life. Um, you have more freedom to do whatever you want with your life and with your time and less responsibilities than you will ever have again. Um, so live in that, live in that and enjoy it. Um, because then you're going to get to college and responsibilities are going to hit. You're still going to have quite a bit of freedom, but responsibilities get added into the mix. Um, but also in your enjoyment and in your reveling in your newfound adulthood, I would encourage you to hunt for free money um, like your financial future depends on it. Because in some cases, it does. Um, and so... If you are a graduated senior, then um, a good chunk of you already know where you're going to be attending college. Um, you've already received um, your financial aid letters. You already know how much you're going to get from FAFSA. You already know quite a bit of stuff. Um, but that doesn't mean the race. That doesn't mean that the race is over. And so, um, what I'm going to do today is a couple things. Um, I'm gonna go through a little bit of a list of things that you as a graduating senior or as someone who is you know, attending college for the first time as what we refer to as a non-traditional student, um, something you guys can be doing to find that free money. Um, 
my my small group leader when I was in high school, uh, he graduated not only from college but from grad school, completely debt free. Um, we're talking something in the tune of $120,000 paid for with scholarships and grants. No student loans to speak of. Um, it's a, it's a, it's a hard work to pull that off, but let me tell you, it is worth it in the end. So I'm just going to go through four different things that you can do, um, in the, the summer after your senior year and before your freshman year of college, just to find, um, financial aid, scholarships, that sort of thing. So number one is reach out to your college's, uh, financial aid department. Um, this is, this is the most obvious one on the list, um, it is uh, the clearest first step is to reach out to the people who are paid money to give money. Um, and so for us, the financial aid director is Ben Bishop. Um, if you look back um, through the, the eons of this podcast, you'll find, um, I think Ben's been on three or four times. You'll be able to listen to him talk about what financial aid looks like in a grand scheme and also what financial aid looks like um, just for our individual context. Um, but um, find who your financial aid department is at your college and reach out to them. Um, ask them if there are any institutional scholarships left. Ask them if there is grants available. Get as much information as you can. And then whatever they say, whatever answer they give, you know, whether it's you've got to write a couple of essays, you need to get like recommendations, whatever it is, do that. Um, because that is the easiest source of um, financial aid that you're going to find. Um, number two is actually your employer or your parents' employer. Um, a lot of places um, will have uh, scholarships or um, uh, tuition reimbursement. Um, so I know that when I was when I was in college, uh, one of my buddies uh, worked at McDonald's. And McDonald's gave, I, I want to think it was like $2,000 a year in tuition reimbursement um, just for being an employee. And so a lot of places that even you and I might think aren't in a position to give scholarships, they super duper are. Um, all you got to do is ask. Um, and something that I'm going, I might repeat during this conversation is uh, the worst thing that's going to happen is you're going to get told no. So let's say you work at McDonald's or Taco Bell or anything like that. Um, the worst thing that's going to happen when you ask if there is a scholarship program is they're going to say no to you and then you're in the exact same place. So you've, you have lost nothing, um, but you stand to gain so much. Um, so um, that goes for your employer. It also goes for your parents' employers. And so um, it's it's one of those things where it's just worth it to ask. Um, if you think about it in terms of, um, you know, what's worth your time, you know, time is the most valuable commodity we have, all that stuff. Um, if, for example, you get a, let's just say $500 scholarship, it's not a whole lot on the grand scheme of things, but also, yeah, maybe it is. Um, if you look at it in terms of 
uh, hourly price and whatnot. Um, if, if you have to take two hours to write an essay or get a recommendation or apply for a scholarship or not, and you get $500 for that, that's $500 for two hours. That's $250 an hour. It's pretty stinking good. Um, so parents, employer, your employer, worth it to ask and check. Um, the third thing is scholarship search engines and contests. And so, um, a lot of a lot of places will have um, contests specifically for scholarships. All you got to do is go onto Google and look up uh, scholarship contests, um, and a lot of a lot of results are going to come up. Um, now, I want to I want to say two things to this. Number one, the bigger the amount of the bigger the the prize money, scholarship money. Um, the bigger that amount is, the more people are going to apply for it. So don't just limit yourself to those big number scholarships. Um, you know, like I said, my small group leader, he went through college and grad school on scholarships and most of them were a hundred bucks to 500 bucks. He just did a lot. Um, so don't limit yourself to just the ones that are like $20,000, but only one person in the nation gets it. Hit those ones that are like 200 bucks, but 2,000 people get this scholarship. Um, and just fill those out as much as you can. Now, second thing, and this is very, very important. Um, if you find a scholarship contest online or a scholarship pool online or anything, and you have to pay money to put your name into this scholarship pool Run far, far away because that has got scam written all over it. Any scholarship that is worth anything is not going to charge you money to get your name put into the pool. Now, they might have requirements. They might have, you know, like I said, they might have that write a two-page essay on this, that, or the other thing. Um, but if there is a monetary requirement that you have to pay just to get yourself put into the conversation... Don't do it. Um, so that's number three is those those online searches. And that is going to be the biggest pool that you can draw from because the internet is a very big place. Um, the fourth thing, similar to number two, local organizations. Um, and so obviously number two, your workplace, your parents' workplace, that's a that's an option, but local organizations, there's all kinds of organizations that give scholarships on annual, on a uh, semester basis, all the time. Um, and they're things that you wouldn't even necessarily expect. Um, a lot of like rotary clubs um, will give scholarships to students like $500, $750 a semester. Um, and the thing is, I mentioned earlier to not um, just apply for those big ticket items, those big ticket scholarships that get like 500,000 applications a year and only gets one successful successful person, but to search for those, um, those scholarships that are smaller. A lot of these organizations, a lot of these local organizations, they hardly get anyone with any like vocal interest. And so there is this massive pool of funds that is available if you just go and ask. Um, and that is, if there's one thing that you can take from this podcast episode, 
it would be that. Um, all you got to do is ask. And um, to repeat myself, um, the, the thing about it is that worst case scenario is you get told no. And then you're in the exact same place as you were anyway. But you've given it the shot of giving yourself the freedom four or five years from now to graduate without this mountain of debt. So I would highly encourage you to do that uh, because uh, debt hinders life. Um, so cannot encourage you to hunt scholarships enough. Now, um, it's question time, ladies and gentlemen. Um, this this question is kind of in line a little bit with what we're talking about in terms of um, searching things out and whatnot. Question simply is, what if I don't own a computer? What if I don't own a laptop? Um, it's an interesting question because it, it as we've you know progressed into this like technology age, um, not having a smartphone is considered like a weird dilemma these days. Man, when I was a kid, just having a flip phone was the coolest thing in the world. Um, and now to not have an iPhone or a Samsung or, or something with a touch screen is just, it's, it's, it's considered almost weird. Um, and so what if I don't own a computer? I would say two things to that. Number one, that's fine. Um, there are plenty of people that I know that um, have gotten through college perfectly fine, um, what is considered the old-fashioned way, um, just which is pen and paper in the classroom. We have a computer lab here on campus where you can type your papers um, and then print them off. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, so I know of people who, who have done that, um, and they've done it quite well. Um, but the second thing is... Um, if you don't own a computer, I would ask uh, why that is. Um, now, obviously, if it's a personal preference, like if you if you have a personal qualm with with owning a laptop, you're not much of a tech person. That's fine. I would I would I would point you towards the first thing that I said that people have done it and they've done it well. Um, but the second thing is. Um, you know, there are, especially around the beginning of school time, a couple of weeks beforehand, um, a lot of like those big chain, like Walmart, Best Buy, Target, all that stuff, they'll have uh, really good sales on on laptops um, because they know that people are heading to college and, you know, they're going to need computers, generally speaking. Um, so I would encourage you to look into those because... Um, Having a, your own computer uh, simplifies a lot of things in college a whole bunch. So I would just encourage you to look into that. Um, but having said all of that, uh, this is the end of our the end of our conversation on scholarships and financial aid in the summer between your uh, senior year and freshman year of college. So, hey, thank you so much for joining us, and I encourage you to come back with us next week. God bless. Have a good week. Bye.